0: You're listening to Language Casters Football Language Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name's Damien, and I'm currently here in London, looking forward to the football that's going to take place over the next few days as that domestic game returns after the international break. Now, Damon is in Tokyo over there in Japan. Um, I wonder how he's getting on. Damon, how are things?
1: Hi, Damien. Very good indeed. Uh, there are grey skies and there's a bit of wet weather around here, but I'm looking forward to the Merseyside Derby, of course. How about you? Well, it's a little grey here in East London early
0: Saturday morning, but the sun is starting to come out. And yes, I'll be watching that Derby later on today. It's a great start to a packed week of football fixtures. languagecaster.com. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com. Can you guess what language that message was in? It was actually in Catalan. So drop us a line here at admin at languagecaster.com. If you have the message, you're listening to Languagecaster in your language, and we'll
1: play it on our show. Now, next up we have our review of the football week in the good, the bad and the ugly. So What was good,
0: Damien? Congratulations to Brazil, who became the first team to qualify for the 2018 World Cup in Russia as they defeated Paraguay 3-0 with four games to play in the South American tournament. Brazil's win, along with Uruguay's surprise defeat in Peru, meant that the five time winners have maintained their record of being ever present at all World Cup finals. Brazil have won eight consecutive qualifying matches under new coach Chichi, pushing them from fifth place a year ago to automatic qualifiers. Well done, Brazil. By the way, Damon, Chichi, I learned that from Tim Vickery. That's how you pronounce
1: his name. Okay. How about bad, Damon? What was bad from this week's football? Well, yeah, first of all, good for Brazil. And just hearing that they've won it five times, the World Cup, that's amazing, isn't it? But if it was good for Brazil, it was bad for their South American rivals, Argentina, who suffered their fourth defeat of the qualifying campaign away in Bolivia, which leaves them in fifth place in the group. Now, this would enable them to enter a playoff against the Oceania winners, which will be New Zealand, to qualify for the finals, but they're only one point ahead of sixth place side Ecuador, and sixth would mean not qualifying for Russia next summer. The Argentinians have also been rocked by the fact that their star player, Lionel Messi, has been suspended for four matches for verbally abusing an assistant referee in their game against Chile. And although he's denied the charge and is appealing, it doesn't look good for Argentina. What about ugly, Damien?
0: Well, sticking with the international football theme, this story is of a club versus country row. Everton manager Ronald Koeman has publicly blamed the Ireland coach, Martin O'Neill, of not looking after the player, James McCarthy, after he returned from international duty injured. The tension between clubs and national federations is nothing new. Many club managers dread their players being injured while playing for their country. But in this case, the very direct accusation is unusual. Kuman, of course, had a very distinguished international career and perhaps should remember that before accusing national coaches of mishandling players. You are listening to the language card. Now, remember that you can follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at LanguageCaster, and you can find us on Facebook, Learning English Through Football. And we'd like to say hi to all those who followed or liked us recently, including Vengat, and Marla, Hossam, Raffaele, and Anna. We also have an Instagram page where we've recently posted pictures from London and Tokyo. And of course, you can contact us directly at admin.com. At languagecaster.com we'd love to hear from you and hear what you
1: think of the show indeed we would and we'd like to say thank you to Alejandro who works as a coach in Spain and is a fan of the show and he asks if anyone knows about English football academies these are like football schools as he's interested in finding out more about the work that goes on there if anyone knows then drop us a line at admin at languagecaster.com nice one Damon, just to
0: say that we also have a forum on our site where you can read and discuss football language. And this week I posted a link there on German football language. It's the Bundesliga's football dictionary. It's a great resource for those learning German. Um, If anyone knows of any other football language dictionaries or glossaries, then drop us a line or come along to
1: the forum and ask a question. And talking of questions. Yep, it's time for our weekly quiz question. It's the second Merseyside derby this season and so we want to know who has scored most goals in this match. Is it 1. Dixie Dean from Everton 2. Steven Gerrard, Liverpool 3. Ian Rush, Liverpool or 4. Peter Beardsley from both Everton and Liverpool and we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Now, next up, we explain some football language that's emerged from the week. Damien, what's our first football language phrase? Yes, the first phrase this week comes from the trialling of a new
0: technology in football that FIFA hopes will be used in more of its tournaments in the near future. The Video Assistant Referee, or VAR, V-A-R. In football, there are, of course, many controversial moments, thanks mainly to the fluidity and speed of the game making referee decisions difficult indeed. In recent times, an increasing amount of technology has come into the game, including goal-line technology in the Premier League, and now FIFA are trying out the idea of a video assistant referee, VAR. Much like sports such as NFL, uh, cricket, rugby and tennis, the technology will aid referees with difficult decisions, including goals, penalty decisions, red card incidents, and wrongful identity. Of course, this technology has not come without some controversy, with those opposing it saying that it stops the flow of the game. But surely anything to make a referee's life easier has to be welcomed. So, for example, the French manager, Didier Deschamps, said he was in favour of the new technology, even though his side had a goal disallowed And Spanish opponents had a goal reinstated by saying, if it's verified and it's fair, why not use VAR? That was from TheGuardian.com. Damon, what do you think about the introduction of this new technology?
1: Well, I've got to say, I'm not that keen on it. I'm afraid football is getting further and further away from its roots. And these changes make it more difficult for all who play the game to feel it's the same game at all levels.
0: You? I'm a fan. Um, I saw this friendly game between uh, France and Spain and the decisions were correct and it took very little time to decide. So a very good thing for me. Any any other football language that caught your eye this week, Damon?
1: Yes, and uh, thank you to loyal listener Jose from Brazil who asked about to go begging. We used this phrase last week when talking about the chances missed in Liverpool versus Manchester City. To describe the situation when a chance to score or create a goal is missed, we say the chance went begging. Perhaps there is a two-on-one situation, two opposition players versus the keeper, and because of a poor pass, the chance goes begging. Or a striker is in front of an open goal and fluffs the shot. Again, the opportunity goes begging. Mm, It's that Lalana chance,
0: isn't it, Damon? (laughs) It's still bugging me. (laughs) Right. It's nearly the end of the show, and that means predictions. Remember, you can join our predictions and play in our monthly league. Uh, April starts today. Or for the whole season really for the rest of the season now come along to the site languagecaster.com and at the top of the page you can see predictions competition click sign up for free or log in and enter your predictions now in the season competition i'm on 203 points with damon way behind on
1: 165 what happened this season damon i know it's awful isn't it i'll put my predictions head on for today so let's start uh, today's prediction um, with the Merseyside derby. Now Everton are in better form, uh, but Liverpool have an excellent record against the top sides and Everton are still to beat Liverpool at Anfield this century. I should feel confident, but I'm not. However, I will follow my heart. And maybe that's why I'm doing so poorly in the predictions competition and go for a 2-0 Reds win. Damien.
0: Um, Everton are missing a lot of players, many of them injured on international duty. Um, so I'm not sure they will get anything at Liverpool. 2-1 to Liverpool for me. Now, next is Swansea versus Middlesbrough. And uh, the team from the North East, that's Middlesbrough, must win this to stand a chance of getting out of the relegation zone. Uh, their problem this season has been in front of goal. Uh, can they remedy this, Damon, and get a win?
1: No, I don't think so, but I'm going to say they'll get a draw. They did show a bit of fight against Manchester United last time out. You? Uh, no chance. Swansea will comfortably win this one 2 0. OK, and our last game is Arsenal versus Manchester City. So this is another big clash at the top, and Arsenal will be desperate to put in a good performance against one of their rivals for the top four places. Equally, City will want to put some clear blue skies between themselves and Arsenal, but two draws in the league in their last two outings is not great form. I'm going to go for a 3-1 City win, though. Damien?
0: Um, I think this one will finish as a draw. Maybe 2-2. Now, in our question earlier on in the show, we asked which player has
1: scored most goals in the Merseyside derby. Damien? Well, Dixie Dean... Everton legend managed 19 goals. Stephen Gerrard, Liverpool legend, got 10, while Peter Beardsley from Everton and Liverpool scored 7. But Ian Rush, Liverpool netted 25 times in Merseyside Derby. So well done if you knew that Ian Rush was the Merseyside Derby's all time leading goal scorer. Of course, we'll have another quiz next week.
0: Yes, well done uh, if you got that one right. And uh, don't forget to add your predictions for April as there are games uh, this weekend and on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Damon, who do Liverpool play in midweek? Well, Liverpool host Bournemouth
1: on Wednesday. How about Spurs? And we take on Swansea City away from home. Tricky enough. Okay, everybody, enjoy all of the football and see you next week.
0: Bye-bye.